Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging, and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. Hi, I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And, and we're, we're from Aussie Bloggers Podcast. And today we're really excited to have Karen with a Y as our guest on Aussie Bloggers Podcast. Hi, Karen. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Karen, tell us a little bit about your background. So my background, I actually started my first business when I was 24 I launched a discount card for tourists in Tasmania where I live. So I'm in the little island state at the bottom of Australia for those who don't know where that is. Um, and I launched with a really huge business loan that I borrowed off my mum's divorce settlement, believe it or not. And that's how I launched my business. And in my first year, I managed to spend $80,000 in advertising and not make a cent. So I had this huge amount of money. I had no idea what I was doing, no target market. And I then turned to Facebook because I ran out of money and it was like the only way that I could keep promoting my business. And that's where things really took off. So from there, I went and put myself through marketing and I sort of played around more with this Facebook thing and social media. It was sort of when it was still starting to grow in Australia um, and we spent our last dollars actually going over to social media marketing world in America, which is where I met Amanda for the first time. Um, and from there, I came back and really got into the social media space. And now that's kind of my primary business is teaching people how to use Facebook. Great. Um, Karen, a lot of bloggers have, have what we like to call as social media overwhelm. Now, I know that you are fabulous at fixing that if you like so perhaps you can share some strategies that you have to combat social media overwhelm well I think the big thing is just realizing that you don't have to be everywhere so a lot of bloggers especially that I talk to you know they feel that they have to be on every platform to get their blog out there and to get people to find out about them so they're spending time doing their blog posts and their content for their blog but then they're also trying to manage a Facebook page and a Twitter account and an Instagram feed and they're on Pinterest and it's a lot of hard work. Like when you're looking after your own social media, it's very time consuming. And even when you're batching content and scheduling out, it still is so much just to try to find that content. So what I say to people is just pick one, maybe two if you've got the time platforms that you feel that your audience is at. And if you're not sure, you know, if you've got a little bit of an email list or if you've got a Facebook page, just ask them. Ask them what's their favorite platform and where do they spend most of their time. For most people, if they can only pick one, I'd say Facebook. It's the most widely used platform that everyone's kind of on. And then if you want a secondary one, then you can kind of decide who your target audience is, like Pinterest, for instance, very female-dominated. So if your blog was targeting men, there's probably no point being on Pinterest. Um, 
Then once they've got those one or two platforms, really spend the time just getting consistent with posting on those platforms and building them up. Once they're doing well on that one platform or one or two platforms, then they can look at maybe joining something else, you know, also looking after Twitter. I'm a social media marketing person and I don't even use Twitter. So you don't have to be on everything to do well. You know, uh, my audience is on Facebook and I spent 95% of my time on Facebook and kind of neglect the other platforms, but that's okay. Um, You'll find me on all the other platforms and you'll see that I've stopped using them. Um, But you'll see at the beginning I was trying to do everything as well. And even in my space, it was just too much. So quality over quantity for sure. And that's a really good point, Karen, because I have multiple businesses, as you know, and I need to be very careful and very disciplined with using different tools like Hootsuite and then saving the time that I have left to engage. That's the thing. If you're spending all your time posting and you've got no time left to engage with anyone, you're not actually going to do a good job on those platforms anyway. So, Karen, would you um, or what would you recommend as a way to to manage your your Facebook posts, your tweets, your um, your pins, whatever whatever platform you're deciding to use. Do you have an actual schedule that you stick to? Uh, I know we talked about consistency. So with Facebook, um, I'm kind of like the plumber with a dripping tap. If you look at my own Facebook page, it's probably a terrible example. Um, but for my clients, I go two posts a day and I pre-schedule that out a week in advance. So every Sunday or Monday morning, I'm scheduling out two posts a day for the rest of the week. And then what I do is I set up notifications for the important things. So you can get overwhelmed by notifications if you have them on for everything. Mm. So I recommend turning them on for an inbox message and for a comment. You don't need to know if someone's liked something or someone's clicked something. You just need to know when there's when you need to take action. So if someone's left a comment, you need to know that you need to go in there and comment back to that person. Um, so I would turn those on on my phone or email if you, whichever you check more often or whichever is going to be more obvious to you and stand out. And just turn on those important things. So the content you're not having to think about every day, you've got that ready to go, you know, it's posting for you, but then you're notified when you need to actually jump in and engage. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, Karen, um, I quite often get asked which day should, um, is the best day to, to get my blog out and send out my, my post uh, about the blog. And there used to be a, a popular um, thing a few years ago that it had to be done on a Tuesday. I know that yep. I myself, when I manage someone's social media account, that I look into the insights of when people are actually on Facebook and, and when they're not, and I go by that. What do you suggest? So it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, the best day. And some people get so overwhelmed with that and they never put anything out. Um, So I think any time is better than never. Um, So just go ahead and get it out there. But if you're looking for that specific day, like you say, the Facebook Insights or any platform has its own insights, Mm. you can see on Facebook when person's online, like when your fans are mostly online. Mm. But it may be that they're online half asleep in the morning and that's when they're looking on their phone in bed And they're not actually going to go through and read your blog posts. Mm. So it's more about when it actually does well. So what I would say is if you post on a Tuesday, have a look and see how many people are looking at that, how many people has it reached, how many people are clicking through. 
But then next week, try on Wednesday and maybe just do some trial and error for a while and see which day works well for you because it's going to be different for every audience. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're targeting mums, you know, it might be when they're sitting down breastfeeding in the middle of the night might be the best time for them to read your blog. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if if you're targeting business people, it might be that they're better in the evening after work. So it really depends on each individual audience. I think people that say, you know, Tuesday is the best day for everyone. It's really not going to be a one-size-fits-all. Absolutely. Karen, what about, like I remember listening just recently to one of Michael Stelson's podcasts on Social Media Marketing World, and he was saying with one of his guests, and I can't remember the guest now, which is awful, um, but he was saying that sometimes it's actually a good idea to post at odd times. Like he said either hours before or hours after, you know that your audience is available because how Facebook works with its algorithms is that sometimes your message may pop up hours later and that's when you get the clicks. Yeah, so it depends also. Like I I would say just as a guess from what they might have been talking about, you know, as everyone's posting at 8 o'clock, you've got a lot more to compete with. So maybe if you're posting at 6 a.m., you're getting into that news feed because there's not as much competition to be seen at the top. Um, so that could be, and again, it comes down to experimenting. You know, if you start doing that for a week and decide, okay, well, this week I'm going to schedule it at 6 a.m. And if you start getting a lot more engagement, then that's definitely a great time for you. But the other thing you could do is if you are using Facebook ads is to run an ad to your actual blog post. And I see so many people that just run an ad to what they want people to buy. Yes. And you're going to get so many more click-throughs and have so much more success if you're first giving them value. So if you're actually sending them through to a helpful article, you're going to get a lot more people clicking through. So if you set up an ad for your blog post each week and you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on an ad, like if you're still getting started, you know, a lot of my clients, I'll put them on a $5 a day budget. So if you want to try $35 for the week, get people to your blog it will then show it to people based on your targeting, which is so powerful in Facebook. It won't matter what time you set that for. So it will get in the top of people's news feeds because you're paying for that reach. So that can be a really good way to get traffic to your blog. And obviously you need to have some kind of sales funnel on the end of that blog to make that money back. So it could be that you're opting them into a lead magnet and then, you know, selling them onto a course or an ebook or something. Um, but I would definitely recommend people spending the money to link people through to their blog post rather than straight to that ebook or course. Excellent. That's that's um, that's fabulous and very common sense. <laughs> but but we <laughs> not for told. everyone. <laughs> no, because and I, I guess the reason is that you go to a, a seminar or a workshop and and a webinar and you're taught to actually promote your product through a Facebook yeah. ad. So I love that to send them the to stat, your blog. The stats post. say that most people will only click on one ad per day. So, you know, if someone's going to click through to an article, they're more likely to do that than they are to click through to buy something, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they don't know who you are yet and you're targeting a cold audience. Absolutely. And that uh, brings us into our next next topic that we'd like to talk about with you, Karen, and that's about building a community so that people do get to know you. Would you like to share a little bit about your knowledge around that? So a community on Facebook, and this is something that you guys have already got with the blogging support for all, is actually using Facebook groups rather than pages. And this is uh, finally becoming a lot more popular. And to be honest, I only launched my group last week, so I've been very slow on the up-to-date to do this for my own business, but I've seen some great friends having excellent success with Facebook groups. 
Um, so the idea around this is if you're actually using Facebook to build a community, so rather than just using a page to get people to your blog or things like that, you're actually wanting to create a community around your topic. So for me, I have a Facebook group called Facebook Marketing for Business Owners. Um, I'm not very good at the creative name side of things. Uh, the idea is that people are in there, I'm in there personally every day, and people can ask questions. So if they're setting up an ad and they're having trouble, they can come in and they can ask or if someone's just bouncing around ideas, they can ask not only me but everyone else in the group as well. So it very much becomes an interactive community of people. And the groups work so much better for that because it allows people to post to a group and their post will be seen just as much as mine. Whereas if they post to a page, you know, those posts don't actually get shown to anyone really but the admin. Yeah. Um, so they're never really showing you people's news feeds or anything. The other great thing with groups is the notifications are a lot better. So people can you know, subscribe to get all the notifications in a group. Um, but by default, rather than it is for a page, for a group, by default, they actually get notified of everything. So they'll see every time I post and when other people post as well. So I would really recommend if you've got some kind of topic that, you're, that you can create a community around, whether that be like a healthy eating community or an exercise community or people who are business owners that want help with, you know, their um, accounting or bookkeeping or any type of topic, you can create a group around it. And then that group can be used for so many things. It's not a, like a direct sales tool. So I never post, you know, come and buy this product or come and read my blog unless it's something I genuinely feel is going to help that group or I've crafted for that group. So with Facebook Live, I've been using that a lot. Have you got ladies used that lately? Actually, no. I haven't used Facebook Live at all, not even once. Okay, it was kind of like a ripping off the Band-Aid thing for me with the first one because I usually hate video, but it's such a great way to connect with your audience. And last week they rolled out that you can actually use Facebook Live in a group. So I'm now doing kind of little mini training sessions for my group. And they're only a couple of minute videos, but they're only going to that group. So it kind of rewards those people that are in my group. Um, it also takes off that overwhelm that anyone can see it. So for me, while I'm dipping my toe in the water of videos and still getting more confident, it's a great way to kind of keep that to a smaller audience. Um, but I use it for interacting each day and I recommend having a different topic each day. So I do like a Tuesday tip, Motivation Monday, things like that. Oh, but That's a great idea. So it allows people to jump in any time though so they don't have to stick to those threads. Um, if people are going to create their own group, there's a few things I'd recommend. So one would be to set up some rules for the group. So we've all been in that Facebook group that's just full of spam and people posting to sell things all the time. So it's up to you whether or not you're going to allow promotion in your group. But I have a strict no promotion policy. So that means people can't just put in there and plug their group. They're allowed a first welcome post to let people know, you know, who they are, what they do and link to their Facebook page. And then I allow a Friday follow post, which is quite common. People will do a weekly post where people can promote themselves. And for me, that's purely there for those who are just itching to promote themselves and it's kind of deterrent to stop them from doing it any other time. So on a Friday, they can go for it. They can post their, you know, their website or their Facebook page on that Friday follow, but it stops them from doing it throughout the week because I think that just makes it less helpful and more spammy really. Yeah, absolutely, and a, and a lot of them, a uh, lot of Facebook groups do that, don't they? Or they have weekends where you're allowed yeah. to promote your events or or yourself over the weekend, um, yeah. But keep the weekdays professional. 
Exactly, uh, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Now, the last point we were going to talk about. Uh, Finding your own path. Yeah, I love this one because I know myself I am a perfectionist and I yeah. know there's a lot of bloggers I speak to, particularly in our group, Bloggers Support for All, that they look at other people and go, you know, man, they've been doing it for such and such time and look what they've accomplished and I haven't accomplished anything like that. And I yeah. think that can actually deter you from your own success. So what's your take on all this? Definitely. So I was lucky enough to go to Tropical Think Tank um, when it first started, so a few years ago now with Chris Ducker's Mastermind in the Philippines. And there were some amazing people. So I was there for my own industry. Amy Porterfield was there. Um, there was 25 of us and nine speakers, other great people like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas. And these people are turning over six, seven figures. Like they're earning big money. They're very successful. They've been doing it for a long time and they're very consistent in what they do. But for me, I was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, until I reach that, I'm not successful. So I kind of took away, and this wasn't the message they were giving at all, but internally I was so looking up to these high expectations and I really had to take a step back only this year um, and realise that, you know, I'm on my own journey. I'm still at the start of my journey and I can't compare, you know, my beginning to someone else's end or middle and another thing that I was doing is constantly watching what other people do. You know, there's a lot of people in my space and I was always going, oh, look, they've started posting a blog post every day, so I better start posting a blog post every day. Oh, they've started a podcast, so I better start a podcast now. And I was so overwhelmed by trying to copy and trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you like, um, that I never got anything done because I never felt that anything was good enough and I never felt that I was you know, keeping up with where they were at. And it stumped me last year. I completely burnt out and I didn't, if you see my Facebook page, I didn't post for about six months. You know, I really burnt out in business and in myself. I just felt like I wasn't reaching those expectations. So therefore I wasn't successful. And it's really taken me a little while to get over that. But I guess the message I'd like to give out to people is you're on your own journey and the more you can be yourself, and, you know, do what's unique to you and for your own community, um, the more success you're going to have. So stop looking what everyone else is doing and, like I say, just forge your own path. But that Facebook group that I spoke about is a great way for me to see that I am helping people. You know, people ask me questions and I'm able to answer them. And next time I want to write a blog post, I literally just put a post up in the group and go, what would people like to learn this week? And, you know, people do. They give you great feedback. So if you can get that community going and then just, serve those people just worry about your own audience and not worry about what everyone else is doing online that's that's um very wise advice very sensible thank you so much for that karen no worries we're going to have to wrap it up now um but i have loved your your practical ideas and you got a little puppy dog I do. Sorry. <laughs> this is I managed to keep them quiet the whole time <laughs> until yeah. Um, yeah. So look, tell tell everyone how they can reach you and get in touch with you. And you have a special offer where they can join your 
Facebook well, community. Yeah, I'd love for people to come and join oh. my free group. Um, it's karenwithay.com slash community. So that's another tip for you, creating a URL that will direct people straight to your Facebook group. Um, but anyone can come in there, just um, click to join and I'll um, go through and accept you and you can come and join our community of like-minded business people that are hoping to grow through Facebook. Wonderful. So just in conclusion, I'm just going to thank our sponsors, Amanda from My Office Books, fun, easy bookkeeping that is live online, and Tanya? Tan from Write Your Cancer, where I help you write your cancer story and share it with the world online. Thank you again, Karen, and we'll so look forward to hearing what our, our listeners think of your fantastic t- tips. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been great. It's been wonderful, Karen. Have a good day. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.